0: For the friend zone. It's your time. We giving you real talk, so stay on your grind. We just trying to laugh and have a good time. We dropping the juice so that all our people can shine. Views from the friend zone. It's your time. We giving you real talk, so stay on your grind. We just trying to laugh and have a good time. We dropping the juice so that all our people can shine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to another edition of Views from the Friend Zone podcast. It's your boy, Real Talk Mob. Happy holidays, y'all. We have a very special episode today, you know, the last episode of the year. We're going to talk about a, a plenty of things, plenty of things that are important to us in the community. Before we start off, who I got in the building with me? It's your boy Cliff Brockman
1: Tony Harris.
0: Blaine Jeffries. Yes, yes, yes. Open Turt Poppy will join us in a little bit. Um, so, you know, I'm excited about this episode because we're going to talk about a lot of important things, you know, wrapping up the year. The season of giving, happy holidays. So, you know, I'd like to have each everybody talk about, you know, stuff on their heart and what's going on. I'll start off with our first guest, Mr. Harris.
1: Uh, it's holiday season, like he said. Um, I am um, I'm glad to be here, you know.
0: We're glad to have you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So,
1: this season, I don't know. I think this season for me has been like um it's been a reflective season. So, I've been just Thinking about where I've been, where I'm headed, and kind of like where I am right now, so I'm grateful for that. And just paying attention to that, and you know, like how we engage with other people, and you know, a lot more gratitude in this season. Because I feel like, you know, living in the city, we're always going, doing, being something to everybody. So this season, I'm kind of like, just paying attention and like really embracing and having some gratitude for where I am, so. How
0: about you, Blaine?
2: It's been a season of transition. It's been a lot of um, changes going on, and I'm a person that loves structure. So mm-hmm. if I don't know like what the next step is, I'm, I'm panicked. But um, I've learned to embrace the transition, and it's actually shown me that um, I'm stronger than I thought I was because, like I said, mm-hmm. I like to know what's happening. So when something happens and I don't know, I've been able to roll with it. So looking forward to things settling <laughs> yeah. um, and still being open to, to new opportunities and ideas.
0: That's beautiful to hear. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful this is a season of giving. You know, I think a lot of times we get excited that Christmas is coming, the year is ending, and sometimes we focus so much on the blessings that we're looking to receive and not necessarily mm-hmm. think about the blessings that we're going to, to give out, you know? So I'm, I'm thankful just to be able to you know, be blessed with the relationships that I have, the people that are around me, but also to look at, you know, how I can touch and impact people's lives. It's not necessarily always about just, you know, monetary or or physical gifts, but just, you know, relationships, mentorship, being there for people, you know. Mm So, um, Mr. Harris, tell us a little bit more about yourself, your, your, your background, and also how people can reach out to you.
1: All right, so I'm a mental health professional, uh, a social worker to be exact. I have a bachelor's and a master's in social work. Um, so I'm a licensed professional here in New York, and I currently I wear a couple hats. So in the daytime, I do uh, therapy with private clients um, through an agency, and then in the evenings, I work with incarcerated men who are dealing with mental health issues. Um, I also run a podcast myself in a men's mental health program called The Mental Mix, uh, which is at The Mental Mix, um, on Instagram, and you can follow us there uh, as we continue to grow. Um, or you can just follow me at Tony No Tiger on all social media platforms.
2: Nice. Mm-hmm. I got to follow up with that. That was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I feel, like I, feel okay. like I have nothing to say. Okay. Um, so I'm a communications and public relations professional. You went thoughts all degrees, so I have um, I have an undergrad in journalism. I have a master's in media arts. You all picked the right person because I, you know, we were talking before this, mm-hmm. so we're going to keep the conversation going. Um, if you want to follow me, my Instagram is Blaine underscore J. Outside of work, what I do, I'm a mother. Um, I'm, a, I'm an awesome friend. Um, and um, yeah, happy to be here.
0: That's, that's beautiful. And um, in the efforts of giving and in the spirit of giving, uh, Blaine was sharing a story with us and we're not going to go too far into it, but... I thought it was such a beautiful story to share, and the timing of it being the season of giving. So, Blaine, can you recap and give us mm-hmm. a little, you know, the short version. The short version. <laughs> <laughs> Not of, on the of, of how you kicked off the giving season this year.
2: Sure. Um, so a month ago, I underwent um, a bone marrow donation. I was the donor. I, I gave five cups of bone marrow plasma blood to a complete stranger. He's a 22-year-old man. I was contacted by the National Bones Owner, um, Bone Marrow Donor Organization to say that we came up as a match. We had similar blood, similar DNA, because 13 years ago, I gave blood at a drive, and I gave a DNA sample. And um, you know, I kept thinking, this man is 21, 22. He shouldn't have to think about his mortality. Um, the fact that he was in the national database means he has no siblings or family, potentially, who are a match for him. Yeah. And I believe they said black and brown people have a thirty percent chance of finding a match.
0: And that's the that's the most appealing or interesting thing to me because I know people of color when it comes to like being donors and receiving mm-hmm. donors, yeah. we usually fall at the end, into the bottom mm-hmm. of the list. Not only because of resources, but the you know hesitations of certain things mm-hmm. of receiving mm-hmm. donorship. You know, people of color we have like you know uh, stigmas and like. I don't know what I'm gonna get from that person. What kind mm-hmm. of spirit? What kind of juju? You yeah. know, it 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 sounds yeah. uh, short-minded or, or small-minded, but those are some of the things that we do carry. So it's beautiful mm-hmm. to hear that you were a donor and you was able to. Um, well,
2: because I had it. people tell me no. They were like, "You shouldn't do it. Why, mm-hmm. why put yourself through surgery? Why do this for somebody you don't know?" Um, but again, it's like, who? What is he gonna do if he didn't yeah. find if he didn't mm-hmm. find his match? so happy to kick off the giving season knowing that um this man has a new lease on life so yeah, that's beautiful that's i,
3: I want to chin on that because um i also received a heart transplant on um, March 9 2022 so mm-hmm. that, that that touched my heart completely because y'all wouldn't be having this conversation with me if somebody wasn't a donor right so mm-hmm. a lot of the time is about education knowing what's going on right because sometimes you don't even realize you know when you go get your license what's your, be a donor Right, because mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna save somebody' life, especially somebody that looks like you. He mm-hmm. could go on to do great things now because you helped them out. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. You understand what nah, I'm saying? So like, yeah.
3: since I since I transplanted, you know, things that's just been I'm just grateful. Right, mm-hmm. I look at life differently. I try to live my life positive. I talk to people in a certain way because life is not given. Life is short. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have conversation with people they hear here today and going tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm we literally me and my brother just literally rushing come to the podcast, start the podcast. It was coming from a dear friend who lost family members in 11 month spans. I don't mm-hmm. want to elaborate exactly what family members they lost, but you know, and I was just thinking about it. I'm like, you know, I had a conversation with her yesterday. She also is a social worker, and then, mm-hmm. you know, she's, she was tough through it, but I'm like, you never know, right? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. your story yeah. that you touched this, um, today, it, it hit home to me, because like mm-hmm. I said, somebody was blessed to give me a, a new life, a second chance at life which I have a daughter, a wife, and everything, so I'm gonna be able to do things, and you know, just, you know, as long as I take my meds and do the necessary mm-hmm. stuff and listen to my doctors and just, you know, just make it happen for myself. So
0: keep doing what you're doing because that's a blessing from God. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And the beautiful thing about that, right, is, you know, we always think about, like, you know, wanting to give and, like, maybe not having the resources to give or, like, you know, if I had more money, I would do more for my moms, my kids, et cetera. But the gift of life through donations like that, like I've been a full organ donor, like since I was a young kid, cause I always thought it's just like, you know, especially when it's just like, you know, if you're in a position where you are a donor, a lot of times you're not able to be a donor while living. So that's Mm -hmm. a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. But like, even when you pass, it's just like, you know, to just let organs that are healthy and that can, you know, continue someone else's life, just to like, oh, cause of stigmatism, not be a donor. That's a tough thing and i'm not shaming you if you're not donor, because like i said a lot of people have like traditions or, or superstitions that prevent them from doing this but just knowing that you know my best friend in life is still with me mm-hmm. because someone was a donor mm-hmm. to hear your donor story that's a beautiful thing especially for people of color right because mm-hmm. we always get the short end of the stick right that's why we eat chitlins and stuff like that right mm-hmm. because they gave us scraps and we made the best of it kind of thing so to be able to give a gift like that Kudos to everyone who are donors. So yeah, I'm cool. gonna kick off the show and um, I'm glad, like I said, I'm glad to have the guests here. The first topic we're gonna talk about is mental health in the black community, right? Cause even on t- outside of just, you know, the donation kind of thing, we have a lot of stigmas, right? And I don't think we had that mental health conversation enough. I think a lot of times, you know, when people are going through things, we kind of just put them in boxes cause it's easy. that boy is crazy or there's something wrong about that boy (laughs) we never have conversations on what's bothering we uh, you know uh things happen to people and it's just like oh well you know some something someone did something to that boy when he was younger he ain't been right since and then now this person's whole life is just put in a box and we just leave it to not be disturbed kind of thing or it's Mm -hmm. just like you know what i don't got the answers for him or you know and this is not a knock Just make them go to church, and that's the answer. And don't get it twisted. You can find a lot of answers through the Bible and through church. But we have to, especially in 23, 2024, we got to be more able to look at the resources that we have. We have to build a community that is able to talk about mental health openly Mm -hmm. and easily. That's why every year that we do the podcast, we always have a couple episodes, a couple conversations that are geared towards mental health. Because we want people out there to see people that look like them, mm-hmm. professionals, you know, down-to-earth people, you know, just talking about mental health openly and realize there's no stigma into looking into your mental health, right? Like we we go to the doctor all the time that we feel a pain and an ache, but then we suffer in silence to our mental health, mm-hmm. and that's why it's. I want to have this conversation. I want our platform to be open to have these conversations so that. Our kids, even our parents, right? Because our parents go through stuff and they just feel like, I just got to pray on it. Mm-hmm. They're not, a, yeah. they don't want to have that conversation. And then I have an elderly mom, and then you realize as you get older, you realize how much like your parents, when you were younger, knew the world. Mm-hmm. And then when you get older, you start to realize like my parents' experiences in education was limited. So there's a lot of things they don't know, they haven't experienced. And not to say that I do, but I have a broader scope because I was able to be born here, mm-hmm. educated here kind of thing. And then when you talk to them and you rationalize with them, sometimes they get frustrated because they was like, well, that's just what I was, that's how I was brought up. So then that's the right way. And it may not be the right way. Yeah. So that's why I wanna open up this conversation mm-hmm. to talk about mental health, especially in the black community opening question is as as a people do you think in 2023 2024 we still classify mental health issues as just bad characteristic traits and ignore what's truly happening with people i was like to have, you know. I know this is your your wheelhouse. <laughs> you like to have ladies first, right? So, no, so all good, all good. This
2: is a, this is actually a good topic. Mm-hmm. Um, so my parents are mental health professionals. My mm-hmm. stepfather is a mm-hmm. retired psychiatrist. He was the head of outpatient psychiatry at Downstate, which is a hospital in Brooklyn. My mom is a PhD in social work, and her background is running the social work department at um, Kings County Hospital, also in Brooklyn. So growing up. I can't really say that there was like a stigma around mental health because, although there's patient confidentiality, sometimes my stepfather would say, you know, my patient got into a car accident. Now she doesn't want to drive anymore. She's scared. She has a, a big fear of driving. Yeah. I have a patient that lost a child, and now she's scared. You know, so in our head, we're like, you know, he's the drug man. We're like, everybody's getting drugs from you. Like everybody's <laughs> yeah. on medication. But hearing those kind of stories and topics, at least in my household. Um, made it a little bit more open to be like, I want to seek help for something. But it's crazy you say about your parents, because I have these parents. They they they're not gonna watch this. I hope, but you know they're like you know their shit doesn't stink because mm-hmm. they're like we're here to help people. So mm-hmm. if you try to come to them and you're like you know you should talk to somebody, they're like what do you mean? Yeah. But um the and I've been to therapy before, and the first time I saw a therapist, I would go to my stepfather and be like can you recommend someone to me? Mm-hmm. I may not wanted I may have not wanted to tell him what was happening, but he recommended people and was like sure this is who you should go to this is who you should talk to so. It was like always open, I would say, in our house. Mm -hmm. Um, Mental health paid for my college. (laughs) Mental, you know, that was was how, that was how we ate. So I I guess I have like a different perspective than some people.
0: You see, that's beautiful because you kinda had the advantage of having those professionals there and that, you know, it wasn't like a, oh my goodness kind of thing. Like, you know, I know even, even of recent times talking about like wanting to see a therapist and, and looking to find the therapist and stuff like that and, and, and talking to my mother about that like i want to do therapy and she was just she quiet and then kind of sat a little bit and just like mm-hmm. you see you got to go to church with me on sunday and i'm just like you know i don't knock church because having a relationship with god i also you know i'm one of those people who's like i was exposed to being a calf growing up as a you know "Quote unquote," practicing Catholic for a little while, then because we didn't want to go to uh to church, the traditional church. I studied with the Jehovah Witness for a while. I have friends who are Muslim. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I have friends who are you know uh from um Indian, and and they give me. I I say that to say I've been exposed to different you know religions and different practices, but I always realized like you know I truly feel your relationship in God is really also Mm -hmm. a relationship with your subconscious, right? Because You're you're gonna read text and you have to interpret it, and then you're gonna ask God questions, and then you look for signs. But I feel like your subconscious got to answer those kind of things. But I also feel like certain things I can't just look for the signs for the universe to answer for. Hmm.
2: I I just want to say, I'm gonna throw it over to you. I think also what I'm hearing from you, like it's a cultural thing, because Mm -hmm. um, my mom is from Queens. Um, My dad uh, passed away, but he was from St. Louis, Missouri. My stepfather, who I just brought up, who was my stepfather for like 35 years, um, is from Haiti. And so mm. he kind of was the minority in the house because he's coming in with his wife and her two children, which was me and my older brother. None of us spoke his language. None of us uh-huh. like came from the Caribbean, West Indian background of like what you're saying. Yeah. And so there was never like a seek church seek seek whatever you know mm. my mother's like what's wrong with you you got you know she's from <laughs> yeah. Queens. she's like what, what are you talking about yeah. you're fine yeah. so um it's a different experience because again maybe if he had someone else in the household who understood his background then they could gang up on us and be like you need to pray it out you need you know yeah. but if he would ever said that to me i'd be like what are you talking about yeah. right yeah. now so. <laughs> it we're both, we're both. <laughs> but it's a yeah. cultural difference it sounds That's, like too so, so, so,
1: yeah. i your- think um it's well for me, complete opposite. So I, I even as a, a licensed professional now, I sometimes I sit back and I be like, how the hell did I get here? Because my household was complete opposite. It was because we were. I grew up. I'm the oldest of five. My mom worked um, at a dry cleaners for almost like 20 years. A minimum wage in Georgia, mm-hmm. and the minimum wage in Georgia right now is about 7.25. So you can imagine what she was making back then. Wow. So you couldn't be poor. And crazy right (laughs) that was like the the ongoing theme so if there were issues that would come up it was often what you crying for Mm -hmm. or like what is like what What is is this all about about or like (laughs) what is this all about because you this on top of everything else that we're already dealing with you there wasn't really space or room for that Mm -hmm. Um, so it wasn't until I got much older that I started to unpack a lot of the, the shit that I had learned, mm-hmm. a lot of the socialization that I had as a kid, um, because to me, when I heard mental health, I just automatically thought the quote-unquote bad word, crazy people, right. yeah. Yeah. and that's completely not the case now. We know better, so even to have this conversation, it, it speaks volumes to where we are or where we're yeah. headed, too, yeah. because I think... And when 2020 hit and everything kind of took place, it was what I call the start of yeah. us like breaking down those barriers in terms of the stigmas that we face mm-hmm. in our community mm-hmm. uh, people of color yeah. um, and that the funny thing about it is when we're talking about mental health, there's no um there's there's no limits to where where it goes right you know there's not there's not a tax bracket that you have to be in to mm-hmm. say hey only you know only poor people deal with depression mm-hmm. you can have all the money in the world and still mm-hmm. jump off a building yeah. and say i was not happy internally
0: could all these rich fashion designers who wind up mm-hmm. taking themselves out yeah kate spade mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. recent and things and they that yeah. they have the world mm-hmm. they have these resources they're on top of the world they have this influence but still suffering silence um yeah. oh.
3: I think a lot of times it's, it's a conversation needed, right? I've been um I work in a mental health um, organization but for ten years I've been on Rikers, whatever. It's like a, psych unit. It's a, it's a it's a pace it's a program called PACE and um CAPS also is a clinical turner program, right? And a lot of times it's you realize it's not even what they going through a lot of times is they just nobody wants to talk about mental health especially in the urban community because it's not it's not something that says it's cool right you can't head. call your friend and be like yeah i just see my therapist mm-hmm. first <laughs> thing he's gonna ask you is like what's wrong with you why are you seeing a therapist mm-hmm. but you know having that conversation can save lives right you know every day every day I, t- I tell people all the time every day you should talk to somebody about something that's going on in your life right This is my brother and and I have an older brother and older sisters, four of us, and we're having a group Mm -hmm. trip. We literally talk to each other every day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, every day about whether it's my mom driving us crazy, whether it's his issues, my issues, you know, um, and I'm the youngest out of four, right? So, you know, they always supported me through everything I do and vice versa. We always support each other, but a lot of times, especially in the African American communities and the urban communities, they don't want to have that conversation, Mm -hmm. right? I, I can't, it's not easy to call your friend like, yeah, you yeah, 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 had a crazy therapy session. It was, it was popping. It was good, whatever, because they automatically going to judge you, right? But that conversation is needed now because a lot of people are taking their lives and they don't understand mm-hmm. that they're going through depression. Mm-hmm. They don't know the signs and symptoms, right? So I suggest, you know, it doesn't – it don't have to always be somebody who's licensed, professional, whatever, too – but just have the conversation, right? I I conversate with a lot of people, right? Even me and him, we work with each other mm-hmm. on at the same same place. I don't wanna say we work, whatever, mm-hmm. but what I'm saying is it's just having a conversation and we you know, I'm like, Oh, that's great. Piggybacking off ideas can help also help your mental health. So that's one thing I think yeah. you should definitely talk to somebody about. So open
0: poppy, like you are a big proponent yeah. of therapy. Hello, yeah, hello. And seeking <laughs> therapy. And like I, I, as my best friend, I've known you to like, you know, seek therapy on different fronts, whether it be relationship, whether it be just for personal. So I always respected you for, I not respected, I always respect the fact that you don't hesitate to seek that kind of help. So, you know, the first question was, you know, in 23 to 24, do we still ca- classify mental health issues as just bad characteristic traits and not necessarily address the issue, you think as a community, as a, our community as a whole?
5: No, definitely not. Uh- Bad characteristic tricks, so I wouldn't label it like that. Um, I think it's a necessity for everyone. You know, um, us in the black community, we kind of late to the party. Mm-hmm. You know, I think mean, white people have been doing it for years. Syncing therapy. Um, we weren't as on board because some people was, I guess, ashamed of it. Whatever. You know, but I feel like in recent years people have been more open to it. I was late to the party. The first therapist I seen uh, was after my divorce or separation. I went to see a therapist. That was the first time I ever did that. That was, I don't know, maybe about 10 years ago? Yeah, it's about 10 years ago. So that was the first ever therapist I seen. And then I realized the benefits of it where, um, you know, I didn't have a negative connotation to it before, but it's just something I felt like I don't need to do but then I realized the benefits in it and I was on board. So yeah, I do it a lot more now with different parts of my um, relationships or, or now the therapy I'm in with my daughter, that's a whole nother, you know, ball of wax, mm-hmm. but I think everybody could benefit from that.
0: Another beautiful thing uh, you to also consider when we think about the therapy thing, right, that it's even the economics of it, right, like, so for, you know, especially limited resources coming from certain communities, it's like, we only see the doctor if, like, a bone was broken, or, like, mm-hmm. something was, yeah. like, like you know, You're even bleeding. having bad courses, just, like, go take some, some and go, go drink some ginger ale, your stomach certain kind of thing, right, because just not even having the resources to go see medical attention, so when it came to mental health, it's just like, oh, something's bothering you, but it's not physical. We, we definitely don't got money for that. So mm-hmm. I just think now with us having more, recess, more resources and more knowledge of like taking care of ourselves holistically, that's why I think it's a beautiful thing that we're not open to have these conversations. And you mentioned something that, that, that like 2020. 2020 signified two huge events that also kind of, to me, catapulted the need for us to check our mental health as a community and just as individuals, right? Because one, with the whole pandemic, we had to stay our asses home. We had to really start to look at ourselves and spend a lot of time with ourselves, right? So after people spent a lot of time streaming as many shows as they could, they still were stuck with themselves. So you start to figure out you know, more things about yourself, more habits about yourself. Another thing that also was very traumatizing was the George Floyd seeing the, the public you know like we've seen videos of people get harmed it's usually this fast quick thing it was a slow brutal watch someone take the life of a black man who's calling for his mother calling for help and people just looking at him getting taken down like a dog in the street and it was so traumatic to the point where even people who didn't look like George Floyd was like yo we can't keep doing this Something has to change. And although, you know, it hasn't completely changed, even in corporate America, I've I've now been in two different firms where it's just like they've acknowledged that George Floyd changed the need for to have a, a, a more broader diversity, inclusion conversation. I'm thinking to myself, this should have been a priority a long time ago, but George Floyd just made it to the point where it's just like, man, this is how people are suffering. And George Floyd is just one of a few names. We could start listening off names all day about the, the executions and incorrectly. But I say that to say this, having to watch that, this like live, is, it was, to me, it was very challenging and very just like, man, like, you know, I can tell someone I can't breathe and like, you're killing me, like, stop. Oh, and, and and the crime that he's supposed to be allegedly guilty of was passing a counterfeit twenty dollar bill. Yeah, not this is not Jeffrey Dahmer, who's responsible mm-hmm. for killing a lot of people, or or or, or, or a mass bomber, or mm-hmm. you know one of them, uh, you know, sh- uh, open shooter kind of thing. This is someone who you thought passed off a fake twenty dollar bill and was executed in public. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's traumatic. That's traumatic. It's it's some kids who see that and just feel like, you know, how can I avoid that from being me? That's why I feel like having the mental health conversations and being able to sit down and talk about mental health and, like, you know, not making it a stigma. Like, us seeking help, I think that's one of the best things, right, because we're not ignoring wounds. And I feel a lot of times we try to self-meditate, self-diagnose, and we need to get away from that. So uh, uh, a second question I have is, what impact do you think mental health is having in our community, economically and culturally?
1: Hmm.
0: I'll leave it to anyone to jump up. And...
1: I think um, culturally, we we are seeing uh, a major shift. Like it's 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 a beautiful thing to see because it's 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 ha- I'm happy to see it at least um, that it's okay to. How many people you know right now that say, "Oh, I just talked to my therapist about this," mm-hmm. and it's it's trendy it's it's trendy but yeah. but the the mental health movement so to speak is not a trend it's it's um it's something that should be incorporated into the lifestyle of our people and i don't think that um i don't think that that it should be limited to just the the phase that most things have gone through you know mm-hmm. january you know everybody gonna be in the gym right yeah. it's like one of those things i don't want it to be like this is the wave of like this year it was all about mental health. Mm-hmm. I want it to be something continuous that happens for, for us because it's necessary. Yeah. And the, the healing that's happening is amazing. Mm-hmm. Economically, I think it's, it's shifting a lot. Um, and the, the pandemic is a perfect example of how things shifted in that way. So for us as therapists, we got a lot busier, okay. a whole lot busier. Um, but a lot of people have progressed in spaces like the family dynamics have shifted in terms of like how homes have been able to be mended and things like that. And I've seen some of that stuff firsthand, but I think it's all good. But also I have to be like, be warn people of like, you know, that fast, um, that microwave stuff. Like, you know, it's like quick and in the moment we want everything to be easy. Mm -hmm. Healing and growing through things and uh, working on yourself internally is not about a quick fix. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can post as many memes as you want Mm -hmm. and things like that. Your memes are not your therapist. Your best friend is not your therapist. And everybody doesn't necessarily need a therapist. But you knew you need to be intentional about how you're prioritizing your mental health.
0: Mm. You said something that, that you know, really strikes a chord with me because how you said, you know, your best friend is not your therapist. You know, sometimes you tell family you're going through something and mm-hmm. they're just like, oh, you could talk to me. And it's just like, one, I don't want to burden my family sometimes with certain things. So certain things, I just... You know i want to be able to get it clear i want to be able to bounce things off of them sometimes it may affect my family and i'm not ready for it to affect my family so i completely understand mm-hmm. what i'm going through that's why you know you wouldn't have a you know a broken bone and go to your friend like yo my bone is broken you know <laughs> what you think i should do should i put some oil on it kind of like you know they could give you advice but you would want someone who's trained to deal with these kind of mm-hmm. things to do it. So we can't, like you said, the microwave mentality, or even try to find shortcuts into to do it. This has to be a long-term process. Just like if you was diagnosed with an illness, you're not gonna say, all right, I'm gonna take medicine one time for cancer and then I'm good. Yeah. You wanna mm-hmm. make sure you have a full, thorough, end-to-end plan to, to address that. And that's why I think what's beautiful is we're, we're accepting the terminology mental health and not just saying, or that person's crazy, or that person disturbed. Mm-hmm. The diagnosis of just dismissing what the person could be going through. Mm-hmm.
2: See, it's, it's different because, like, you mentioned that if you were to tell your friends you're in therapy, they'd be like, what are you talking yeah. about? With women, I'm like, oh, my God, girl, I just, <laughs> I just finished talking to my therapist. Let me tell you what she said. She's like, girl, I got an appointment on my next week. Like, yeah. And it's not that it's trendy. It's just that we're all, at least my, the group of friends that I have, like, we're just all open to it. Mm-hmm. We're like, listen, we've talked about it amongst our girl group. And if we can't solve it, you got to get outside help. Mm -hmm. But even with outside help, sometimes your friends are your therapist, I will say, Mm -hmm. because they know you and Mm -hmm. they know the ins and outs of you. There's stuff I tell my friends and then I go to the therapist and I'm like, you know what, such and such said that too. Mm -hmm. And it makes me feel feel like my therapist understands me. Mm -hmm. And
1: I say that, I'm like, it's therapeutic to talk to my friends. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to the real work that I know it takes to unpack and work on some shit in therapy, I'm like... Says you ain't handling all right. of that. The right. surface level, you can give me advice of the direction I should go in. And mm-hmm. like some friends are really great friends. And a lot of my homegirls, I'll talk to them about stuff and they would be like, you need to pay more attention to this. And I'm like, ooh, my therapist said the same right. thing. Right. But then me and my therapist will go deeper and unpack mm-hmm. it and process a lot of that, which is the hour or whatever I spend in therapy, that my friend might not have the time to do that mm-hmm. every week. So having mm-hmm. those real tools and, and resources in place, that's therapy the stuff that's therapeutic i can meditate i can go for a run i can (laughs) talk to you on an hour two Mm -hmm. hours on the phone and be like damn i feel good but what are the real action steps after that Mm -hmm. that's therapy that's like the real work so when it like you know when we think about those things there's a difference so even and i guess i'm biased too because as a mental health profession Mm -hmm. i'm always like that's not therapy Mm -hmm. (laughs) because i'd be like it's not it's therapeutic Mm -hmm. but it's not necessarily like it all what helps. it is. That's yeah, a, it, all it so, do. Yeah.
0: That's a great point to make, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like I said, sometimes people say, oh, talk about it in the group chat and think, you know, getting uh, 50 different responses. The group chat be
1: right sometimes. Right? Yeah, but, but, <laughs> but, but
0: like you said, it's the, that's the microwave mentality. What mm-hmm. What are your thoughts, of Mike, about, like, economically and culturally how, you know, the impact mental health is having?
5: Well, economically, it's definitely, um, it has increased. More people are open to utilizing uh, therapists and getting mental you know, health, their mental health in order. So it's definitely increased even the number of people that's willing to go into the field, the people that are profiting from the field. Mm-hmm. Um, it can only help us in society if people are running around with better mental states. Yeah. I'm still not sure that's the case because it's, it's crazy <laughs> out here. Yeah. But um, culturally... I think the fact that people are becoming more open to it and not as embarrassed or ashamed of saying that they're seeking mental help, um, it's actually been a, a great like benefit to the, the field in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's only helped us, I believe, grow as a people, you know, those that are seeking it. Hopefully when you seek it, you now communicate with somebody who you think might benefit from it. And they might do the same, you know what I mean? Like pay it forward type of deal. Um, I always – I refer people to my therapist all the time because, you know, for one, he's a black man, but he's really good at what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he, he gives good deals as far as the pricing goes, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know. And of fact kinda the, that. For that but. <laughs> you know, we always look for hookup. But the fact that, you know um, – you can use your healthcare, you know, if you have healthcare at certain doctors or for certain, um, you know, the fact that the healthcare industry is willing to cover therapy sessions to tell a lot of people something about how they feel like, you know, this is something that's not just, um, you know, for a certain type of people. It is mm-hmm. for everybody mm-hmm. and it's something that should be utilized, you know, um, like uh, Marvel was saying earlier, it's not just, you only go to the doctor when you got a yeah. head trauma, like physical, you know, injury, yeah. you know, some stuff you can't see that you need attention to. And, um, yeah, that's the greatest benefit, both uh, culturally and economically with that.
0: What about you, Cliff, what do you think?
3: Um, I think culturally, like, like you said, a lot of people are more open to it. But I feel like, you know, coming from a Caribbean household, right, like you're taught to be, as a man, you're taught to be tough. So a lot of a lot of issues of childhood trauma you have, you're basically taught to like, like, all right, let me just deal with it, right? But if, you, if you're if doing therapy for yourself and you took your parents with you and said, this this what happened to me and this is what happened when I was so boom, y'all all could connect better and then you could be also a better parent also and, and bring that to your kid, right? So a lot of the things that happened to me as a kid, you know, and which, and I, lived, I had a great life, a great a great childhood, a great, I had two parents when I was so boom, and, I and my brothers and sisters were just whole was involved, like we, I said we talk every day. Mm-hmm. But a lot of things that happened to me was I didn't have the ability. My father was a tough career man. I couldn't tell my father, listen, we're gonna go to therapy and talk about it and stuff right. No, because he wasn't that kind of Haitian kinda of Haitian man. He was mm-hmm. tough. So I feel like a lot of times it's it stuff from the top. If you could if you could reach the top and then bring family dynamics together it can help you out to be a better parent. Like some of the stuff that I went through as a kid, whatever too, and I didn't share with my brothers and sisters or whatever that, you know, and resentment of, you might have resentment to certain parents or whatever too, I don't do that with my child. So I say to myself, mm-hmm. listen, all right, this is how I'm gonna raise my daughter, this is how I'm gonna raise my future kids, right, and, and use the example, whatever too. But if I took my mom and dad at a certain time and said, you know what, let's all go to therapy together, maybe some of the things that the way I am or set in my ways would help and benefit right mm-hmm. you know I think a lot of times even with the school system I feel like they should incorporate more having mental health classes because there's a lot of kids that live in the projects mm-hmm. and just don't know mm-hmm. they see mom and dad doing so. if you if, if a kid see his mom getting hit on by the dad or whatever too but right? it's when he grow up he gonna think it's okay to hit women yeah so that childhood trauma some of the that. some of the, that childhood trauma that People experiences therapies needed. It's not mm-hmm. saying that oh you have what you call it. You gotta look for it as a cool thing, but I feel like it's, it got to start from the top and, and then tr- trickle down. Like it got to be affect where it goes mm-hmm. all the way down. So, you know, I think culturally, I think like, like like Mike said, a lot of times we're talking about it now. That's the good thing about social media now. You got a lot of podcasters will we'll talk about mental health and you know and having a conversation, right? Like mm-hmm. every day like the environment I work with, we talk with different people, therapists and stuff, whatever too. But I talk to everybody and I try to find the good out of mm-hmm. them, right? So I could so even the patients I work with patients who kill people. And I'll sit there and talk to them for sixteen hours straight.
2: Mm-hmm. Not
3: judging them that knowing that this man just killed two people. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day I gotta judge him for what I'm talking to and having a conversation for. I don't know what why he did that, mm-hmm. right? But you know, having a conversation and like I said social media and certain environments now is it's needed. Mm-hmm.
0: you yeah. know it's needed and, and the good thing about you doing that is you might have been the first person who spoke to him like a regular person in years yes. and we don't know that right because people don't stop and have those kind of conversations i think you know the economic impact that i think he's going to have is with us being more in tune with our mental health it'll allow us to also start to make and this is an implied economic impact better decisions right better better habits that we develop, right? Because how many times we go through stuff and we use shop therapy as our way to feel better? Hmm. We load up the Amazon Guilty. car. <laughs> yeah. we, 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 you know Guilty. what I'm saying? We go to the mall to get fresh, right? I think that's wow. more a
5: women's trait. But nah, I don't know. I guess nah. That's man, shoot. Uh, My Amazon therapy. car full right uh, now.
0: I'm too cheap for Amazon, that, the Wayfair. I'm going to keep, keep it honest. And I'm and I'm I, think it. Myself, it. I think to myself, I think to myself, I've been buying sneakers like a madman. And it's every time I feel feel bad, let me go get a pair of Jordan ones to feel good, good about myself. Different colorways and stuff. And I don't need them. You know, I, I I work in the corporate field where I'm only gonna get to wear those sneakers Saturday and Sunday. So <laughs> why do yeah. I really need it yeah. that much? But the shop directly makes me feel better. For that one second, when I get the package come in or I see the box on my steps. I light up but I'm still not addressing some issues. I tell expensive. people
1: that too. I tell people that money is an energy. And like if you if everybody in this room right now we had envelopes and it's like there's ten grand in this envelope. There, there's some energy that's associated with that that's of gonna be course, like of course. <laughs> even if you got ten grand in your account, you go like, no, ten grand. I can do, stuff this. I can I do, do the it creates an access and energy mm-hmm. to things. So when you think about that, like hey, I'm filling that card up. Mm-hmm. Or I'll do this thing where <laughs> I had a really bad and i had to learn the hard way i would go to the restaurants of my choice i'm a seafood fanatic mm-hmm. i would go to these restaurants ricardo's steakhouse in harlem mm-hmm. shout out to them because they mm-hmm. knew my name and face i would get i would go there and my bill whoo, but i would be having a good time while i was right. there yeah. i'd be like run the drink back twice yeah. Yeah. Kind of shop therapy right there. To so let me ask
0: this one last question which is a little deeper aspect of the mental health in the black community. Do you think mental health also impacts how we behave through our sexuality and how we view the sexuality spectrum? And Mm -hmm. just to add an extra step to that, right? Like, I'm not gonna say uneducated, but traditional thinking is just like, okay, if someone comes out as promiscuous, then they're like acting up through their sexuality. Or someone comes in as, you know, homosexual, it's just like, oh, there's something wrong with them. You know, that's the there's something wrong with their head and that's why they're they're gay or that's why they're lesbian kind of thing. And I feel like, you know, that is a terrible diagnosis that we have, but especially in the black community, you know, they always feel like, you know, if someone has an alternative lifestyle, then there's something wrong in their head. Their head, they're they're not right. So that's why they're acting up to sexuality. What do you think? Mike, you kick that off. us.
5: Well, I think it can, it can definitely, um, show in their sexuality because i think a lot of people struggle with different things in sexuality because of their mental state mm-hmm. right um not necessarily a bad thing but their mental state influences you know how they might feel towards another um gender right how they might be um attracted to a certain individual or individuals you understand so it's like, it becomes, and then it's just such a big topic because now you have so many people judging people on their sexuality that it becomes a real impact on, on how they how they think, how they view themselves. You see what I'm saying? Even, um, it, it, it's very, like, it's a slippery slope when you talk about how, like, um, you have people killing themselves because they're not... Um, proud of who they may be or, you know, there's been suicides and things of that nature. Um, people don't accept them, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think it deeply affects them mentally, um, especially when they're either unsure of, you know, their sexuality or they're shunned, you know what I mean, because of their choices.
0: What do you think, Blaine?
2: So it's, it's interesting because I have a daughter who's five, and so um, her and her kindergarten class, You know she'll say stuff she'll come home and be like I have to wear a skirt cuz girls wear skirts I don't wear my pants I'm like you don't wear these pants it's raining outside or her little friends I've heard their parents talk and they're like to little boys like don't do that don't play with all these girls go play with some boys you know but maybe there's only five-year-old girls that are at the party or at the event so it's been interesting to see the like gender stereotypes and the sexuality stereotypes because they're being I'm seeing them kind of being implemented at a young age so I try to be really conscious just as a parent in general, but also not to kind of throw that into her life, to be like, oh, you have to do this, and you, mm-hmm. you have to wear a skirt, and you have to, because I'm seeing it being implemented at this like really young age. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's just like, she's gonna be who she's gonna be, and I hope I'm pouring enough into her to make her an awesome person. But I also don't want to contribute to her hangups and her stuff. I will pay for her therapy, not a problem. I do things to her all the time. I'm like, damn, she's going to talk about me later in therapy. Like, my mom did this. But that's okay, because I'm going to take her to therapy. So, um, you know, just being conscious, because it's being implemented at like really young ages.
0: But just that you're conscious about that kind of thing to me is growth, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, I always think about this how, and hey, you know, God bless the dead. My father would try to teach me lessons through ass whippings. Mm. But mm-hmm. ne- but I didn't get the I didn't mm-hmm. get the rationale on that ass whipping. You just got fucked right? up. You I just got the like, yeah, ass whipping. It, blocked, it didn't blocked. it didn't connect with me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like how he thought it was gonna hit, it didn't hit. <laughs> this, it just was an ass. <laughs> hit, it, <laughs> hit. it hit. It literally hit different. That's why it's beautiful for to even hear you say that you know what? I might have done something that might be traumatic to her. Let me be conscious about that.
2: Well, you know something I'm gonna say, and, and I'm gonna bring it back to something that Mike said. If I were to go to my mom, which I have, to be like, you know, I was talking to my therapist and she mentioned this and that, and we we decided that maybe when I was a kid you didn't say certain things, my mom gets offended. I tried that. Yo, she gets, she's ah, like, I've provided for you, I've done Ooh. this, I've done whatever. Yeah. So to hear, like, because was once they give you as a parent you kid. Once they
0: give you the basics, like, yo. Yeah. Especially being Haitian, right? So, I'm Haitian, I kind of, I was brought up middle class, but, you know, when you're, when you're Haitian and then you come here and stuff like that, you always hear stories of people who have it terribly. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you had more than enough, you're
2: ungrateful if you right. question anything that wasn't completely given to you. Kind but of it's true. different questioning... My mom takes it as like I question her parenting. So mm-hmm. if I say, like, while well, I was in therapy and they mentioned this and that, and I think that it happened because when I was younger, you blah, blah, blah. She's like, Did I not provide for you? Did we not go on vacation? Did we not, you know? So again, shout out to you for. The best being
5: thing you do is children. not talk to, to your parents about the therapy it. you receiving. I learned that the hard way, it. too.
0: You need to have that influence for them to also seek it for themselves. You're never too mm-hmm. old to unpack certain things. So what do you think? So to get back to the question, like, Mm. do you think mental health also impacts how, how you know, through our sexuality, how we identify, how we carry ourselves, and stuff like that? Is 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 that a stigma? Is that something true? What do you think?
1: I I don't. That's a I guess a loaded one. Um, I don't think it personally. I don't think there is any studies that show that your mental health per se, like a specific diagnosis, impacts your. Sexuality, I think they are two different spectrums that one may influence the other in a different way. Mm-hmm. So if you have a um, diagnosis of schizophrenia or bipolar, or if you're dealing with adjustment disorder or depression, those things may trigger you to make some impulsive decisions or some uh, risky decisions in terms of your uh, sexual behaviors. Mm-hmm. Now, your sexual orientation, that's a whole nother conversation about mm-hmm. where that like where that comes from yeah. where, it, where it starts and what influences outside of um the mental health aspect of it
0: the reason why I, I i i brought up the whole you know sexual identity kind of thing also right because a lot of people not just in our communities but in the world are struggling with the he,
1: they, she, the the I pronouns, like, pronouns yeah, and how yeah. I be, even be as trans, a as a mental health professional, I, I have a hard time keeping up with a lot of yeah. the, mm-hmm. the, the because this is I can't mm-hmm. keep up. There's so sometimes Z. I meet people and I'm like, oh,
0: there's a Z nice thing, thing going on, right? <laughs> like, like people yeah. are going by Z something, and I, I like I've never heard that. Yeah, heard. it's like mm-hmm. I'm not a he, she, Z, I'm a Z, and I'm just like, okay. so yeah um, it, it changes it, and not to be not to sound ignorant it changes so frequently we don't get an update right We don't get an announcement like this is there's
1: no this is the new. yeah So Come think in, about yeah. this too right At one point um, sexual orientation outside of heterosexuality or what the heteronorma was 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 considered a mental, mental issue, yeah. a mental yeah. health issue. Mm-hmm. Um, they were putting people into uh, facilities yeah. that were supposed to help them uh heal or become better um and using all types of methods um to fix them
0: for a while in this country being homosexual meant that you had a mental Mm -hmm. disability right right. you needed to have shock therapy Mm -hmm. and all kind of craziness which is insane
3: i I feel a lot of times is you know like you know especially when it comes to men a lot of times they can't come out the way they feel like because it's not now is accepted at a certain level, but sometimes people have that fear of just saying, like, you know, who, listen, I'm gay, and and they can't come to their their peers and just say, oh, I'm gay, or I'm a lesbian, whatever, without being judged that easily. So a lot of times people hide it until they're ready or comfortable, or they seek the certain help to say how to go about it, right, so, but now with social media and stuff, whatever, it's more easier to come out Mm -hmm. and say, you know what, this is me accepted. The Howard was an NBA player for all these years, right? And and no, 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 I'm not trying to, no, I'm not trying to be funny. No, <laughs> he still not, hasn't come out. He's, so, he's you know dropping clues. What, I'm saying? Cool. what I'm saying, he still hasn't come out, right? He admitted some stuff. But right. he has admitted some yeah. stuff, but right? But yeah. if the yeah. if I, if I if, read if read he was if he if he was in a league where it was a lot of gay a lot of players that did come out and just. Openly say if, if LeBron James came out and said I was gay, whatever too, you think mm-hmm. that it wouldn't be easy for the way how to transition and say yo I'm gay too? Mm-hmm. Right, somebody who's what I'm saying is this. He probably still wouldn't do it. No, I think you. I think what I'm saying is this: it's not easy just to come out like that with social yeah. media now and with with certain cases of you got the Wayne Wade's uh, son that t- transition mm-hmm. and stuff, whatever mm-hmm. too. You got the Bruce Jenner case. You got different cases where it's openly like all right, it's it's more acceptable. It's not easy when
5: you when you come from the hood to
3: tell somebody or tell your man, listen.
5: But that's the thing. In certain environments, it's never gonna be. It's never gonna like that. You know what I'm saying? As to to touch on the Dwight Howard situation, people say that's part of the reason why he's not in the league no more because he still has the skills to be there. But you're in a locker room full of men. They shower together. They feel uncomfortable if he was to come out. You
0: risk alienate a whole. A larger population to accommodate one and that's why yeah and that's a bigger microcosm of of this world even on the flip side right because we have a situation where we're trying to be so inclusive that mm-hmm. we're letting um you know transgendered athletes compete in unfair kind of basketball and mm-hmm. I know that's a whole nother conversation oh, no, but to have men who phys- who has physically matured as men you know, they're, they're in their 20s. They got the majority of their muscle balance and stuff like that. To physically compete in wrestling against women, mm-hmm. to me, it's insane.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree.
0: Ult- yeah. There's ultimate fighting where it's just like in UFC, you have a transgender man who might weigh the same weight class as another woman fighting her. I think that, And that's being allowed. And, and, and listen, I'm not ultra-conservative to hold go down overall. But we even in the, the era of wokeness, we got to still kind of be able to protect people in certain things. Yeah. So
1: I think that w- what's happening when we talk about um, gender identity, sexual orientation as it relates to mental health and how inclusive we're being, we have to take into account um, culture and then also the gen- generations. Okay. Now, I, the way that I see it, these days, there there is – it's different in terms of I went back to my undergrad and I went there for homecoming and what I was used to seeing on the yard and I graduated almost ten years ago. I was like, oh, this is very different mm-hmm. in terms of like the type of student that was walking mm-hmm. on the yard and almost
4: accepted to black college.
1: I went to HBCU, Savannah yeah. State University, um, mm-hmm. in Savannah, Georgia. So I I saw that there's a difference. So when we talk about like people who may be afraid to come out and different things like that, I think that's a generational thing because these kids today mm-hmm. yeah, they're like they like they be like 12 and 13 and they be yes, like yes. yes i'm gay and so what or it's like yes this is yeah, that right, and yeah. so what and they say yes i identify as this gender right. and this is who i present as so i think it's a cultural thing and a generational thing to where it's more acceptable mm-hmm. for younger generations yeah. and culturally like say west indian culture never would be black American culture Mm -hmm. especially as a a young black boy who grew up in the south like if you was crying stop being soft right like man up like things like that so when you think about those type of things and what messages were being uh sent then or what we were being socialized to be specifically as men Mm -hmm. then what it looks like now is completely different
0: yeah and another thing is 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 the whole aspect of projection right because i i laughed Cause growing up I had a lot of female friends and it was just like, you know, because I had a lot of female friends or in certain circles or you're soft or, or, you, or you might be closeted, gay and stuff like that. And I just always felt, I was always able to get perspective
5: mm-hmm. from Bro, my female friends. They didn't understand we had the inside track. That's exactly, how- <laughs> yeah. But well, I wanna hang around with all you dicks and, for. <laughs> but, but you know, but you know what's the crazy thing
0: about it is? I didn't realize it till I got older. Mm-hmm how advantageous it was having Mm -hmm. so many female friends because there's, there's no woman in the world that I would have issues with being able to have conversations with and talking and kind of correlating. And I didn't use that to... You know, I'm married now, but I didn't use that to my advantage. when I was already too <laughs> mature <in> and <laughs> out the game. Did you did you seek
2: female friends, or did it just so happen that you had a bunch of female? It, friends? it, it just worked. It just worked out that way. Mm-hmm. It out would, out.
0: Okay.
5: It was in the nursing a program. I high school female oh, friends. Okay. So that's why it, was, it was, just came that way.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I made sure, sure I had like a lot of women. My cousins. So I grew. up, My mom, my aunts, all of my cousins were were mostly female. Um, so for me, that was what I grew up around. Quite frankly, I have more fun and enjoy myself more when I'm with women. Mm. Men, Brothers, we boring as fuck. I just <laughs> want to say. we, are. Nah, a, lot are, we a lot friend. of us are big, a, a lot of us are too much. You don't a lot know of us how to fierce. just surface. Have and fun. I'm a, I'm, you know what like, I'm saying? I'm an emotionally intelligent man who, like, I connect with people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, like, even we instantly click, like, when she was like, oh, we got right. to have this shit about the flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it'll be like you'll meet brothers and it'd be like what up bro like cool right. like, no, I, not, niggas, niggas connect and relate not. off of sports women yeah. and sometimes but money no, if they got enough guarded. to talk Why about it's that it's,
3: no, it's, it, we're taught to be guarded but like i said like in tradition like it's not e- it's not easy some people is just stuck in a box right? right so when you said that's what i when you said women are boring it's not because men are boring because they're stuck in a box if their father was a strong construction worker, he going to teach you to listen, man. Don't be doing
5: that. Don't be doing Strong, so, silent type. So, so, yeah, so you silent, might become so, an engineer, but you're going to so you, be a strong so, boxing so a lot engineer. Of, a, lot of
3: time, a lot of the times is you, you go by what you know. So sometimes people don't know how to go outside the box to understand, like, listen, it's okay to go to this poetry Poetry night, which you call? It. It's okay to go mm. here and just just have talks and what you call it, but you and your, your, your boy about certain issues. Whatever, too. Like, nah, I'm not doing it. That. That's the person would we'll say.
2: love that as women. Now, no, like, yeah, like, yeah, women, women, women. women, yeah, yeah, we yeah, you yeah, 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 do that oh all day. Gosh. But
3: men, it gotta make sense to us. Mm. The times that me, Mike, and and more, we gonna get up. We gonna mm. get up for Super Bowl. We what are gonna get up fight party. Fight party. fight party. Something related to money or this.
1: What? What? Oh, this other podcast. Do you, what do you? What would you mainly talk
3: no, about? But no, no, yeah, but what I'm saying is, yeah, we don't get up for certain things to talk about, like oh, mental health stuff or stuff mm-hmm. like that, whatever. To because yeah. It, yeah. Travel, if we if we're we're not we wasn't travel. taught that, and much.
1: I don't expect that from most. Yeah. I don't expect that from my species. I like to say that because whenever <laughs> <laughs> when I'm in a group chat with a homegirl, I be like, hey, not too much of my species. Yeah. But um, it's it's like this. I know as men, we don't fully develop um mentally until 25 oh, probably, i'm gonna give 27 let's just say 27 later <laughs> <laughs> so think about that and and this is like i've had the benefit of of being an emotionally in tune person but also being surrounded by women who allow me to be vulnerable and transparent mm-hmm. in those ways yeah. a lot of brothers have never had that and i encounter a lot of men who i become like very close friends with who are mm-hmm. like oh you're actually listening and i'm like Wait, what type of friends have you had? Like, cause mm-hmm. when well, I,
3: That's not necessarily. I think with go, oh, my girls. At the, the, at the end of the day, me and you, we was in the office one day, and we we talked for hours one well, we're day. Because- also,
1: we're past that developmental stage right. to where we're 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 grown ass men okay. who are you yeah. have yeah. taken okay. it uh, to prioritize like yeah. our well being and our mental well being, right? Oh, I and most most though, brothers you know? ain't yeah. there yet, right. and most brothers will likely never be there unless they're and actually taking the initiative to do that. Because if you if for example, and I know we don't, this is not about relationships, but that plays a large part of it. If you're in a relationship or guys that are in relationships, and he comes to you and he says, Bruh, this happened and this going on, and she's feeling this, she's telling me I did this and that, I'm gonna just do X, Y, and Z. Me being me, I'm gonna be like, Okay, that, that's cool, but let's, I'm like, I don't say it, but I'll be like, We about to unpack this shit. Just I'm like, So why did, why did that happen?
4: Yeah.
1: What, what triggered this? What makes you respond in that way? So we'll talk in that way. Most dudes that we'll hang out with, they're like, "Yeah, bro, she tripping, she crazy." <laughs> no, but, <laughs> it's, that,
0: simple.
3: but it's simple. It's simple. No, no, no. I oh, okay, I'm sorry.
0: Answer that. Enter, no, give your response I no, to that. No, I'm saying
3: that that's most dudes that that don't want to raise the conversation of what's really going on, right? So when you're talking to a friend and he's saying. Yeah, bro. Yeah, you need to fix that. That's cause I don't want to have. Listen, if somebody, if somebody, if I talk to you, a friend, and you agree with everything I say, you're not really my friend like that.
0: Mm. Because you, so you supposed to tell me. You
3: supposed to tell me. There's sometimes. There's sometimes my brother gotta check me, and there's sometimes I gotta check him. Like, okay, we might make certain posts or whatever too, or vice versa, or whatever too. I'm like, yo, bro, you gotta be careful what posts you post because we gotta, we gotta show. Some people might take it the wrong way. All it takes is one post, and then now you, you mm. know how it go now. And Black like, ball. I, I, yeah. I didn't see it that way. Now too. you either. And then, and then now Anti- this is this homophobic, anti-Semitic. Is, this is who you, you are, you and, right, and vice versa. And then sometimes like I, I'm a tourist, so I'm very stubborn. So sometimes he be like, "Bro, you was tripping, bro." Mm. Like, and if he tell me I'm tripping, I know I'm tripping. But sometimes I'm like, "Man, listen, this is who I am. Let whatever." Me say,
0: too. The two people in the world that I tell when they're tripping the most is in this room. <laughs> both of them know I tell them all the time when they tripping and, 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 and to be He's honest not, with yo, you bro, they tripping. accept it yeah. they accept it they know when they call me I'm mm-hmm. not going to co-sign just to co-sign because I care about what happens but how this.
1: many brothers yeah. have and I'm you know I don't want to be ex- like excluding the women but how many brothers have men in their life who are actually holding them accountable at that capacity mm-hmm. a lot of times when when we're talking about mm-hmm. mental health yeah. or what a brother's mm-hmm. dealing but with but
0: to keep it a buck a lot of women don't have people in their circles that's holding them accountable. Shit either. me. I can't,
2: ha, listen, I I can't sh- shit me. They're with the wrong people. So here's the thing: like, you have to, as you don't need a lot of female friends, and mm-hmm. you don't need to tell your business to everybody. Mm-hmm. I have like five best friends, and they're all from different generations of my life: elementary school, high school, college, mm-hmm. whatever. Wow, that's it's a lot, right? But there's different phases of life, you know, yeah. that I've had. Right. And that's like I call them like my New York council of women, right? Mm-hmm. So I gotta go to the New York Council because they know me, I trust them, they let me know that my shit stinks and I know that they have my best interests out. But I've had conversations with other people who are not a part of the council, and the response is different. You know, I'm gonna be honest, like so when I um, broke up with my daughter's father. My friends were like, girl, it's all good. I know you're going to be a single mom. It's okay. My married friends were like, you don't want to be a single mom. Why would you do that? Just stay. Why? You mm-hmm. don't want to do that. Perspective. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like a big difference. So I think it's about having people that you trust and you don't need a lot of them, but just having people that you trust that you could be transparent with mm-hmm. that are going to really hold your feet to the fire mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and, and believe in them and go with that.
0: That's, that's Let me answer that, and then I'll move to the next topic. I like that you have a council from different representations. I'm about to that. You know that, right?
1: Because <laughs> I'm about to make a group chat. I'm going to be like, it's, it's the council. That's call
2: my childhood elementary school yeah. friend, my high school best friend, my college best friend, and my adult best friend. What, what made me them.
5: say That ain't nothing but a men-bashing group. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Mike, no, no. I'm going to have to agree with you, yeah, dog. Yeah. No, no, it's what made me the, say the group that chat The
0: thing is because a lot of times, and especially some of the women I encounter are in a conversation with a lot of like-minded, not outside of their own perspective. And like you said, it becomes this thing where it's just like, he was wrong, effing men ain't ish. And then that's it. There's no yeah, depth no, and no layers to that conversation.
2: It's like, again, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I'm fortunate because my friends are not like that. And that's why I seek them out because I know that they are going to tell me, like, girl, you fucked up. You did that. What did you say? Like, that's not, that's you, you know? And I need that because if you have the yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, you're never going to see that your shit sinks. You're never going to hold yourself accountable. Mm-hmm. But I'm fortunate enough that I have friends that'll be like, bitch, you said what? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm the one like, fuck him, right? They're like, no, 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 girl, fuck you. Like, yeah, you didn't do that. I love it. you. Know, yeah. so, so let me different. let me move on to the next
0: topic, and we'll, we'll have further conversation like this. Dating's, dating is a numbers game, right? And uh, you always hear, like, you know, especially when you're younger, you know, especially us men, like, we're taught, like, when we're five, like, you know, We'll big up. We'll big up f- a five-year-old who says, "Yeah, I got five girlfriends. Her name is this, this, this." And like you know, we laugh about it, but then we just like you know, men will get kind of <laughs> cheered on about it, but then women get like, "You have five boyfriends." So, and that's the thing to a but entertaining the person, question: Is dating as an adult? And are that- you single that- when you're
2: entertaining these people, or yeah. are you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could be entertaining people, and you're not but single. We'll, we'll I mean, further so will we'll, we'll, so we'll dig into in. yeah we'll dig into that Any further, free
1: trials right? do you the, have. Going because on this the time. definition
0: of single is also cancel more thirty days. <laughs> i like all. I need, I need some tricky. parameters around this question. But yeah, yeah but That's yeah great. but with, with what your definition of single is right a single person is there a limit to how many people you should be entertaining at one time?
2: I I mean I can't speak for all women, but I think it's about what can you handle. I know for me, um, I'm somebody that like if you're my man, and you're with me, we're together for the next, like, 50 Christmases and 25, you know, summers um, mm-hmm. because I am normally in, like, long term relationship. Yeah, that match me up, too. That match okay. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <Next laughs> this- we this- together this- for a long time. <laughs> oh, yeah. we this- together for long. This- man, man long. So, so um, I guess some summers are hot
0: girl summers. So you ain't gonna hang out with her. <laughs> but you said- this back this when christmas If
2: it's not a vacation, it don't count. Yeah, we're on mutual We're talking nursing home vibes. We're together. I'm... I am normally in, like, a long-standing relationship. So when my got last step one year, and that ended, like, two years ago. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I don't know how to date. I don't know what that means. Um, and I still don't know, to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. So I think you're single until you're not. And if that means that you have to date two people at the same time, I think the key is to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, I <laughs> come into situations. Yeah. I come into situations, and I'm like, Listen, I'm single, but I'm seeing blah, 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 so that you know. And I would expect the person. And I've had guys, they're like, I'm single, and I don't want to be in a relationship, but I want to whatever. Or, like, I'm single, but I'm dating three other people. So then I know if I want to get into that kind of situation. So yeah, I think it's, like, transparency. Yeah. But in terms yeah. of, like, how to date and stuff, I'm I'm still yeah. trying to figure that out. So
0: my, my I think you hit a certain age, right? And it's just, like, the number of people you want to entertain, it kind of... Fluctuate, right? Because hmm. as men, just just the animalistic aspect of it is the it's just nothing like better than it. it's not pussy. <laughs> it's new, it's yeah,
5: new, right? Yeah, yeah. But you get it. You hit yeah, a certain I age. Oh, I, I heard.
0: I knew I knew it. It. Yeah. <laughs> but you hit a certain age, and it's just like it's entertaining so many different energies. Mm I don't have the time for it. It's so draining to entertain so many different energies. So yeah, in in the animalistic hunter aspect, it's just like, yo, experiencing new sexual experiences Mm -hmm. with different people sounds cool, but when you're an adult and you just realize like you you have to have some kind of accountability with the people you deal with, entertaining all of them Mm -hmm. energies is a lot. Well, bro, let me
5: speak to a different side of that because I hear what you're saying and You're speaking as a married man who's (laughs) been out of the game for quite a while. (laughs) I'm just saying, (laughs) if you you know what it is you (laughs) want, right? Yeah. So if you're going in saying, hey, I'm not trying to be in a relationship with nobody, but I love the company of so-and-so, right? Different women offer different perspectives, different energies, different vibes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So you're a person that has multiple layers to you, right? Mm -hmm. So this time... I might be feeling this vibe, and I know exactly who I can rock with during that time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? This day, I might be feeling a little different vibe, and I know who exactly I can vibe to with that. So it's like you're giving yourself options, you know, but that's when you're not looking for – when I'm answering the question saying there's no specific number, right? But in the situation where you're looking to find that one, I would say entertaining multiple people is not going to get you there right Mm -hmm. you have to focus in on that one you choose
0: okay so my my response is i just still feel like even when you have that kind of mentality and stuff like that there's these attachments that develop that becomes this kind of stress in your life you can say that you know i have my flavor of the month or the flavor of the week kind of thing and Mm -hmm. and, and it works no but you know why it doesn't
5: you know why it doesn't because If you are clear as um, having to deal with them constantly, you deal with them on a set basis when you're in that mood and want to. You see what I'm saying? If you're trying, say you're trying to build something or you're not clear in what you want, but you're pursuing somebody, then it's like, you know, they're going to be constantly trying to connect with you and things like that then it might be like well you know I'm not really trying to connect with this person at this time. It's yeah. given unstable. I was
1: following you brother yeah, I was I'm like how is it giving unstable? I, I am like
0: yeah. You know, just,
5: if the judgment
1: is crazy so one no it's not it's like no this are, these are the facts you just you just literally say hey i'm all over the place i'm like shit get it together what do you want so like I, I think there has to be some clarity about what you want and a lot of times people truly don't know what they want so me personally i don't have the mental capacity to juggle more than myself maybe two people at one time if i'm in dating right it's a lot because I want to go out. I want to do this. I'm like you know. So that's a, I can remember yeah. to text you back. Remember yeah. that like, That's a lot. If you're yeah, if you're right. dating,
0: meaningful relation, meaningful connections, I, right? If you so can if, have unmeaningful connections, it's easier to navigate. Yeah, but then role. there's still it gets tiring. No, but then there's that.
1: still an expectation because if we just if we if we just in between the sheets, right? You might expect me to answer at a certain time when you might need me or want me, mm-hmm. and I might want the same thing. So there's a there's an mm-hmm. expectation that's there. So it, it, there's not a number. You can explore as much as you want. Feel the voice for this person gives me emotional connection. This person gives me the fun aspect and this person has the sexual activity. Mm-hmm. Versus working crazy. on yeah. what you want from yourself. And then working on it with one person. If it doesn't work out with you, all right, cool. I just met so but that's why
5: I said if that's not what you're looking for, you're not looking for that I one person. You're just trying to accommodate your feelings at different moments. Right. Then it's okay so, to have different but if people. You regulate pay for that. Yourself. If you if you're clear about what you want, uh, yeah. you won't have
1: to do that.
3: How is it I'm married, so I'm out the game. But I I always tell my um, single friends and my friends who's dating, whatever, too, because dating can get expensive, right? Now, the new dating ain't like the old dating. The new dating. Outside, I got you, fr- you? I got friends. Who, I got I got friends who spend close to a thousand dollars a month on dating. What? Where are they
1: going? No, where no, they working? No, no, it's work not, it's, <laughs> not, they it's work? not. It's <laughs> not. It's not.
3: No. 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 for me. the perfect woman, which that doesn't exist. They're looking for the perfect man that doesn't exist, whatever too, because everybody got flaws, right? But what I tell them is this: Listen, you gotta understand. You you gotta take a minimum of. What benefits you're gonna get out of this? You can know out of two, three dates of where it's heading. Mm-hmm. So, when you work forty hours, forty to sixty hours a week, whatever, so you ain't got time to be like, oh, let me see what whatever. Too. You gotta really be like, you know what? Let me see what's going. Couple of dollars, whatever. too. knowing that, oh, this is this through conversation, right? You know in a date, whatever, too, boom, like, listen, this this is just not gonna work, right? So, a lot a lot of my single friends that tell them, listen, man. Date somebody that's gonna benefit you of what you're looking for. If you're looking to have fun or just fuck, we go Delta, then that's cool. Go out with a show her, you know, take her to roof, Chris, whatever, to Boom, spend a little bread, whatever. You know what I'm saying? If you're looking to fuck, whatever, too, she might take you that that slushy or whatever, to Boom, say you know what? This is nah. This is what I'm trying to work on right now. It all depends about the age factor and what you're trying to look for.
2: I think it goes back to what Tony said. You should, you have to know what you want. Right, so if okay. you're coming into a situation and you're doing what you said, I just want to be somebody. I'm just trying to fuck or whatever. You go about it like that. If you're in it and you're like, I want a serious committed relationship, like mm-hmm. you said, you can go on a couple of dates and know if that person is somebody you want to be serious accordingly, yeah. mm-hmm. and kind of make these choices.
0: Not to to be funny, I know not to be funny, but I feel like <laughs> over 35, over 36, like, I think I think three should be. A, your, your top number. After that, so you to date at at the day, at one time,
2: you mean? Three yeah, three three people to Why, date. because 'Cause you're thirty five and you're tired? Why? Because <laughs> you say when you're over thirty five. Then that's what they're choosing.
5: I... This this not to cut you no, off, no, but hi. this this makes me think of something I saw. Um Kurt Franklin was on uh, oh, Shannon Harp. <laughs> Shannon Sharp show. <laughs> right? I, I seen that. Shannon I Sharp. Seen that. And he spoke <laughs> on marriage, right? Yeah. And how Shannon everybody, Shannon. especially churchgoers and those and that, they always pushing marriage. Like, you have to be married. Every person was married. Like, if every man was married, there's still a lot of people who are out there left alone. Because yeah. the, the numbers don't add up. There's more women than men. So you telling these women, especially, oh, you need to be married by this age and marriage this and marriage that. And it's like, but then not every not, woman has a desire not to be everybody, married. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not a, it's not a priority and it's not something that you have to go get at. But what we're saying is if somebody does not aspire for that, right? And they just want to live their life however they so choose. And they want to meet different people and experience different people all the time, right? Mm-hmm. There's a billion people in this world, right? You're telling me you gotta put a limit on the number of people that you're it's dating? Not, no, but a, traveling date. You
1: know so that? don't just do I, it in New York. But Listen, who, want, who,
3: who wants to be a temp all the time? Like, that, you're, the, when you're older. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Who, listen, I'm, you're well, talking, you, you talking you, you talk, you oh, you talk young boy <laughs> shit. Who hey, wants to adult. be a temp? Yeah, hold on, yeah, no, who yeah, wants yeah, to be oh, a temp no. all the time? You're talking, listen, listen, no. listen, listen, listen.
5: There's listen. Listen. women out there who don't want to deal who with
3: you consistently. Who wants to be a temp? Even, hold on, hold on. You want to work for temp? I'm good. Some people are living by themselves. It's a judgment call. It's a judgment call. Call nobody listen it's At a judge I'm, I listen, I'm not listen. I'm not judging you for your lifestyle. I'm just saying who wants no, to be a temp? It's, <laughs> listen, nah, listen. I'm who wants to be a Who wants to be a temp all the time? It's a judgment call. Uh, eventually so like, you dating. You can't, I don't care what it listen. When I was young in my 20s, I was fucking everything that walked. When I was in, in a committed relationship, I'll be honest. But what I'm saying is this. Eventually, when life hits, you gotta make a certain structure of where it's gonna head. Because if you date multiple people, whatever too, it's gonna it's gonna make your life unbalanced too, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Whatever you, show, whatever goal you're trying let to hate, Let hit, me, let me, the let me. To do that. I, I, the
0: reason why I said I said three, I I, I said you need three. You need yeah, you need a leader, you need an eater, <laughs> a eater, and you need a. You fi- ah, f- need a leader, Did I hear that right? A leader, feeder. eater, and a feeder, right? It's, so, a leader. They kind of, you know, okay, you know, this is what we kind of kind of do, stuff like that. Especially men. I don't care as even with alpha males and stuff like that, we always need that kind of woman that either challenges us or or give us that opposite perspective. The eater, the eater I'm talking about is just like you know sometimes you need that that sexual person that feel just that's that, that, the person that pours into you. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes the person that's just like, you know what, no matter what, they, they always pour into you. They always make you feel a certain kind of way. They always are there for you kind of thing. three th-
2: people
0: for that? I'm just saying, that's the <laughs> most that you should allow yourself to be. I guess you my question to is, why day. would you one
1: not be the leader and make the leader the eater and the feeder?
0: Uh, yeah, because let me tell you why. Because sometimes, <laughs> sometimes that leader, right? Sometimes that leader is, especially we find in this day and age, sometimes that leader, that person that do challenge you to get on your shit, she not trying to hear none of the shit that you got to offer to her as well.
1: So sometimes she's a friend she still challenges you in that yeah, way. So that's, that's why I say get clear about what you want. Because mm-hmm. if you know what you want from, right now I'm doing, I'm, I'm intentionally dating, right? And the, the, the woman I'm dating, she is fucking amazing. Like she's Aww. smart. She's beautiful. But I'm also, like, hesitant because of the shit that I've experienced too my time. So in that time, I'm getting to know every aspect of who this mm-hmm. woman is, right? Mm-hmm. I'm learning, like, what are your triggers? Like, what's some shit about me that I need to work on? Like, oh, shit, I didn't hit you back and respond to this when we could have had a conversation. Intentionally dating and learning. I've learned myself so well when it comes up with her that I'm like, all right, you're a leader. You might not be an eater. We could work on that. Right. But... You 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 you're a feeder, you pour into me, you yeah. show up for me, you like right. I'll get messages after work and be like, Hey, I'm just checking out. you know you got like off of your later shift, like right. home easy system. work on that, bro. My,
5: shit. Ex-wife, so, so, my ex-wife my ex wife had two of the three. Yeah. Listen, she wasn't the eater. But you but so, <laughs> she wasn't an so, eater, but the you thing don't is eat eat but, and, you and, need an eater. And and
1: know, that's I a
0: different that's teacher. That's a
1: different <laughs> conversation. I feel like this there's some people some people imagination or a fantasy will. But if you have firm belief that if there's a woman that you pour into Mm -hmm. and you're nurturing her emotionally, mentally... Mm -hmm. Sometimes spiritually on that level, mm-hmm. there is there are people to yeah. satisfy you in that yeah. way. Most of us as men, we don't explore that option because it be like shit. Fuck that. I'm gonna get another. One.
0: Yeah. A- if that one don't work, get another one. If yeah. the, you get, that's why I say three, three, three should be your maximum no, no, number. I think I, we're gonna beat that. I do know. don't know. I, I know. I'm
3: gonna say that you you gotta you gotta appreciate your time. So if threes are too much. Two? No, three is too much, whatever. I you think know, three no. should be your ceiling. I, I think two's okay, because you might have one that's playing, a female or male that's playing games, and the other one, I'm messing with you, and I'm, I'm messing with you, and I'm messing with somebody else, whatever, Two. Nothing's really serious, I'm just trying to figure it out, whatever, too. He might respect that, and vice versa. He might tell you the same thing, listen, you're not the only person I'm talking to, too. So you can't be mad when he missed that call, or she missed that. Vice versa.
5: No. We re- got to get a polygamist on yeah. the show in the yeah. future. I it. but the reason it. why, why know, they got five, but the just, reason oh, why I think, I think some of that some of that works too. You need three to
0: you need three to window down to two. But I, I just think starting off with I two think is a beautiful
1: two. thing too, because there's a different understanding there. But let's be clear and real about this. Keep it eight more than ninety-two. Most most motherfuckers out here are not dating with the intention of being polygamous. They're being polygamous. They're dating with the intention, of like, let me explore this. <laughs> but you want to date multiple people at the same time with the intention of what?
5: Don't put that on me.
0: No, no.
1: <laughs> I'm, say asking, that. I'm asking. I'm yeah, asking. I didn't a say I
5: want to do that.
1: If you're dating multiple people at one time, <laughs> your intention at one point is to get what? One person, right?
5: Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess. You know, or it may not be to get a person either. It could just be, I'm just enjoying my life. Yeah. All right, I like we're, we're going to talk in circles. We have people, very limited right? time. so, so The goal me... is not to get one of them. All
0: right, so we have it's limited time. For this topic, dating is a numbers game. The old adage that if I don't have a ring on my finger, then I'm single. Is that, a tr- is that truth or an excuse? And then the second aspect is, if marriage is not the standard anymore, should we be dating as a priority? Yeah. Because we don't have time. No,
2: and you combine it, two really questions, two questions. That okay, are
0: separate. so I, I'll, I'll break I it down separate.
1: Shall <laughs> you have The
0: old adage, if I don't have a ring, then I'm single. Is that true for excuse? Keep your answers. 30 ago,
2: you might be in a relationship and the ring just didn't come Yeah, yet. but
0: some people feel like if you didn't put a ring on my finger, I'm still accepting applications. If,
2: so if you're, I was in a committed relationship with my daughter's father for about five to five and a half years before I'm very because we were, we were in this committed relationship together. So when he actually did propose and put the ring on, it was like, okay, I wasn't talking to anyone before, but now I'm really, you know, that's not mm-hmm. an option.
0: What do you think?
1: For me, so I'm like, if if I'm not, if I don't have, a am not married, then I'm free to essentially right. do whatever. When I'm signing papers for like work or something, they say, are you widowed, divorced, are you or single? are you single? So I think of it in that way, but then I also know that I can't be, I'm I'm good. Yeah, you're not single. Then. Yeah, I'm
5: not,
2: yeah, single. not single. What do
5: you think, Mike? <sighs> That's nonsense. That's something some woman said to get a ring on her finger. Okay, if you're in a relationship, you are in a relationship. But they're common laws, you know, spouses, whatever. You don't need a ring to, to claim like you're in a relationship. I agree with that last mm-hmm. sentence. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, yeah, a ring doesn't like, right? So when you talk about the ring aspects and, 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 and all that, it's basically, is just securing the person to say, all right, the next step will be marriage. But, you know, if you don't get a ring, that doesn't mean that your relationship is not strong
2: you can have a ring in the honestly, it's like i feel like social media <laughs> glorifies marriage yeah. and you see stuff on there and i'm like oh my god what a beautiful amazing wedding that they had but i never glorify the relationship cuz i'm like yo who knows what she did to get that ring who knows and i'm like what a beautiful day they had but i never glorify the relationship that i see because because like, you don't know the know background of it. It. you the do background that too of it. Yeah.
0: So my, my, my my response to the thing is just like if you, if without a ring Kind of work, But I just feel like when you have that ring, it quote-unquote is this imaginary boundary for you not to kind of you know ignore or, or kind of like, well I'm in a situation. You don't have a ring, you're kind of still single because I feel like we still make the ring this ultimate quest kind of thing and I feel like we don't work on relationships no more. We work on marriage to be a goal. An ability Once we're married kind of thing and then people stop working on what got them there, what made their relationship make you feel like kind of thing. And I always feel like, you know, as men, we're taught to, like, fuck it. Now I gotta slow down. And it's it's, 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 stereoty- uh, it's a stereotype of women are taught to aspire to that ring. I don't know any man who grew up like, yo, I can't wait to get married. <laughs>
5: That's a fact. No, and I not In so, the Rings, you. the movie was just about a single woman struggling to find her <laughs> way. You know, she so, was trying to get it. No, but, <laughs> but I think with, it's more with a marriage, blanket. with knowing what marriage is
0: now, it's a 50 50 client. An investment that's a 50 50 chance to bust is not a good investment. Not at but all. marriage is still pushed. As this ultimate goal, and it's a 50-50 crapshoot.
1: But it's always it's not always 50-50 for each person. So, but if you depends. ask if
0: you ask That's any if you, you know. ask
3: any other if you ask any married man would they do it? Oh, again? you think everybody's equal when they
1: it comes to this table? table?
3: No,
5: no, no. <laughs> saying, no, no I'm, saying, no. I'm just saying. Not, in a
1: marriage, yeah. how can you put that higher finances? What type? What are you bringing emotionally to this? Like, how are you helping? Like, it's a it's no, a no, merger. No, no. Talking about of, the
5: success rate of it, it it's depend on two people, right? and i'm not just speaking on you two different people with two different ways of thinking and they're joining right so what what mom was saying why it's a 50 50 crapshoot is because we're all growing and changing and developing right right but we joining into this thing together hoping to make it work Mm -hmm. you know but there's no guarantees like that's probably one of the worst and I'm a gambling man. That's one of the thing. <laughs>
0: should they be a priority or should just be for pleasure and companionship, right? Because this marriage the ultimate goal thing to me is like it's it's not as it, it, it's it's like it's like the pension, right? People still have people don't give a fuck
1: about a pension. But then also <laughs> that's subjective too. Like if it's a priority, I most people be like, I don't give a fuck about it. I don't care about dating because I'm focused on this, this and that. And then other people yeah. will be like Damn, that's the husband or wife. I mean no I don't think a lot of men have said that, but
2: (laughs) I think I think it depends on what you what you want at the time. Like Mm -hmm. to be fully transparent when I left my seven-year relationship, I was watching this, but I was like, I just need somebody to come in and knock these cobwebs off because that's what I'm looking for right yeah. now. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, so oh. she
4: needed a tuna. <laughs> hold up, hold up. Yeah.
2: She said, I don't
3: know who's watching I respect it. She said, hold <laughs> up, I needed a mechanic.
2: Initially, <laughs> and, and, and I let it be known, and I yeah. let it be known to the person, right? And I picked a person that I knew wasn't going to inspect it. out. Like, and then later I was like, you know, maybe I actually want to date to actually see who's out there. Mm-hmm. So it depends. I think you, you again have to know what you want. And then you'll kinda of come into the dating game. As a like, mom when it comes to dating, there was this one guy, he would call like Tuesday at nine o'clock. Like, can you come out? No, it's Tuesday at nine o'clock. Yeah. I gotta, I'm a mom Taco Tuesday. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I'm like this thing. But you know, then you have other people. I, David Gotta has kids and I'm like, oh he gets it. He understands Tuesday at nine o'clock. I can't come out with you. So I think the needs and the priorities get changed. People get married for different reasons. People get married for papers. Stability. People get married because they're just like, well, I don't have no other option. This person offered it to me. People get married for all kinds of People things. People
5: in the military so. get married for money. So
1: they're a certain age And it's like mm-hmm. I think this is what and I should yet, be doing
5: right no, now No, you know what so it is Marriage
0: not being the standard Should you make it uh, You know Dating a priority Or just for, to seek pleasure I think it's, it's different. No, it is I think yes, it's
1: sir. It is I think dating is something That reminds you That you're valued And you can show people How much they're valued In the space Because you're You're reciprocating. Right but yeah. you, dating is different Like you're intentionally Showing up in this space mm-hmm. To spend time with somebody and something about that is, like, is refreshing. I think it's,
0: it could be good for your mental health yeah. mm-hmm. if you do it correctly. Yeah. I, I, I think I, I wouldn't make dating a priority in your kind of life, but I would make being happy and should be the priority in your life. If dating welcomes that, sure. But if it doesn't, you got to be comfortable with that, too. I, I, I've, I Especially when I was in my late 20s, female parents who my woman friends, cause sometimes female is not a nice word to use. My mm-hmm. woman friends who were single, they was just like, "Why? Oh, you already married, so you know." um Okay. okay. I think okay. no. I think, but I, it becomes this fever pitch, right? Especially because the quote unquote biological clock is ticking, and I want to make sure I have kids by a certain time, and I want to do that because we, and it's, it's an old institution. Yeah. That's why I feel like. To me, dating shouldn't be a priority. Being happy, being healthy, being of sound mind should be a priority. If dating, to that, words, not so true. yeah, that's do No, that,
4: that's
3: think, the perfect storm. I, I think I think dating is a good thing if you if 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 you come to a relationship, or even like you said, even if you're just trying to have fun, whatever. Too, that's cool too, but make it make sense. A lot of people are dating just yes, call somebody just because somebody else because they know they're gonna they're gonna seek the right validation from their friends or somebody else Whatever to make it make sense that benefit for you. That's why I feel benefit dating's a benefit for us Man, because he got this he got this he got that a lot of women a lot well, of men said That's the benefit to, that could yeah, be yeah, the benefit hey, know what I'm saying no, no, what I'm saying is this is it gotta benefit you that's just gonna make you happy.
2: Very beneficial. <laughs> 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 no, but
3: no.
4: no, no, for dating
3: for the moment what I'm saying is dating is Sounds expensive like now because a lot of times is <laughs> when you when you wanna deal with somebody that's qualified, that's gonna treat you to a mm-hmm. good spot. Go you wanna to go to a good restaurant, you wanna to go to a good play, you probably wanna go see the Lion King. You don't wanna just go to the club per way where like, you know what? this oh this was cool even if it don't lead to nothing at least you know you know we had a, we had a couple of good times
2: we had some good
0: times that's that, that's all them. it's Absolutely. about so dating is okay when it's like that so, so i'm gonna talk about the last topic it's gonna be a lightning round it's kind of a heavy kind of thing so just be mindful of the questions and we're gonna go for five minutes and then we're gonna shut it down okay so protecting our woman right because i feel like especially this is a all black panel so we're talking about black woman kind of thing you can all find being or marginalized, it doesn't seem like there's a line of black men kind of protecting them or coming to their defense like it should be. And you as a woman, are the like to answer first.
2: Like outside in the public, I see more women step up to help other women than I do men. And I see that a lot, especially on the New York City subway. I've seen people get harassed and stuff and who steps up. That's not always the case. You do have some men that will, that will come to defense. But from what I've seen, I see more women helping women than the men stepping into help.
0: What about you,
1: Tony? How we're taught to view women in terms of like who we chase and things like that. Um, but as far as protection, I think there's always take on uh, as black men in our communities to always protect the black women. It's much so like how we stand up for our mothers mm-hmm. in that way. So when I see a black woman, and if it's like it's hold of you. Like, like yeah, like but what? Like, I was yeah. raised by a single mother, so I think differently about it. Like, I, yeah. some stuff just wouldn't fly in my space. Yeah. So it just depends on the person. What do you think, Mike?
5: Right? They protect us a lot of the times. Um, I don't think that it's a case where. I don't want to say. <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep it short. We got to go. Don't say like, I feel like they're going, they need, you know what I'm saying? They want a little more than. Uh, They need so to speak because they're protected. They're strong. They're strong women So initially it's like they want to assert that dominance and then they decide when oh, well I need to be don't be at the forefront because now I don't know, you know, am I letting you protect yourself? or you want to be protected?
3: um I don't but a lot of times reason why men sometimes don't protect women like on, like for instance We said a subway situation because a dude is like listen if i protect you now and you're gonna be back with this dude, protecting you. so a lot of times it's, it's, it's a judgment call mm-hmm. i'm and if, if i see it in front of my face and i'm like listen nah it's not gonna i'm not gonna sit there and let no no black woman I don't shoot to me mm-hmm. but what i'm saying is also i gotta make a judgment call if i save this woman does this guy have a knife or he's gonna shoot me or whatever too because that be, might be my last day
0: everyone said it's also it's, it's kind of funny right because in certain aspects when i know it's this situation where I need a woman needs me to step up and be there. I'm gonna need this, have, I just can't sit there. But there's also that aspect where it's just like I've been in situations where you ready to step up and you be like, nigga, move your fat ass out my face. That's my like this lady like he's was gonna knock a black off and I yeah. try to step up, but she said, mind your yeah. effing business kind of thing. Oh shit. And it got I said it got I almost All got right. jumped because I was trying to defend her. But then now but her what? dude is feeling antsy, and now she got her the dude back. The reason why,
3: the reason why, the reason why I say is a judgment, and a lot of times that happens because she's in, listen, listen. She's she might be in a bad relationship, and she's used to this guy smacking up and whatever too. And you what? trying to be
1: so kind of like some of the sexual allegations against certain people that have come out, and what a lot of black women are saying is believe black women. That's also yeah. a step up to say like, mm-hmm. all right, yeah. used to be yeah. in in your corner and supporting of saying like. All right, you shouldn't have to be subjected to this. If yeah. This is what happened to you. E- in this even
0: space. even this is the last kind of. Tour- you all with Tory Lanez and Megan Thee Stallion. Oh,
1: I don't think people are torn. <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> there's a side. No, no,
1: but you gotta pick it.
0: I know a lot of black. <laughs> and I'm just like how? Like wh- what about Tory making y'all feel to be so defensive? There with are him? two
1: sides to that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know what
0: that's mean? a whole so, nother show. So that's the kind <laughs> of. But you guys both back to we have had a part two thank you so much for the people who's been on this train for the many years that we've been doing it and we hope to bring back more energy you know bigger yeah. you know the circle announce you know say yeah. say their their stuff and then we'll wrap up so i'm starting with you mike and then we'll go around
5: well you're gonna see more of us so next year we're gonna bring you back more heavier once again i want to thank all the people who you know follow us regularly and um show us love we that's appreciate it awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
2: this this was great and and for everybody watching we didn't know what we were going to talk about no. today they're no. just like you want to be on the show we're like yeah we're going to but that's
0: practice, strategy you know? we, we never yeah. give our guests we love it we don't want to rehearse yeah. Barbara walter's kind of thing yeah. we no, want people to perfect. have that off the fly so thank it. you thank you for having me
1: uh, happy New Year to all y'all watching. Um, and how they
0: can get in contact with you? Uh,
1: at the Mental Mix on Instagram or at Tony.
3: Um, just um, I want to thank the guests for coming and um, just raising the conversation, right? Which is important, right? Um, when I asked my co-worker, "Is a lot going on and he, he believes in mental health." So thank you for coming. Yeah,
0: and like I said, it's, you know thank you so much. 2023, it's crazy going on out. Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. We out views. Views. Woo. Views. Job. That was fire. That good was job. really fire. Views for the friend zone, it's your time. We giving you real talk so stay on your grind. We just trying to laugh and have a good time. We dropping the juice so that all our people can shine. Views for the friend zone, it's your time. We giving you real talk so stay on your grind. We just trying to laugh and have a good time. We dropping the juice so that all our people can shine.